hit me. Okay, so I was grocery shopping a little earlier today, right? Okay. And I was uh, at the condiment aisle, and I was looking for pickles to put on my daily lunch sandwich. Okay. Usually I go with the higher quality ones that are in the fruit section, you know, the Clausens. But sometimes spending 430 on a jar of pickles, especially in these inflated times, is just a little, It's you know, it's, it's a little too much. Yeah, it's a tough sell. Yeah, so I went to the shelf-stable pickle aisle, you know, and looking for a good pickle to get. Okay. When this uh, shorter lady next to me was trying to get something from the top shelf, I, I could see out of the corner of my eye that she was, you know, a little hesitant before trying to step onto the second shelf <laughs> full of glass pickle jars and stuff oh you know boy. oh oh no <laughs> so i just asked her i said do you do you need some help and she, she agreed she did need some help so i i got her item from the top shelf you know like anyone would but yeah, yeah. do you think that it is inappropriate to ask someone if they need help in this type of situation uh well i think i think it depends Seems like you had a pretty clear read on the situation, and mm-hmm. as a taller fellow myself, I'm six something. I've been in situations where I see someone just looking up at something, and I'm like, "Excuse me, ma'am, do, do you need a hand?" And it, usually, I've never been like rebuked, you know, mm-hmm. never been uh, chided for offering to help i do see why you ask though it could be seen as a unwanted or oh uh, am i helpless type thing so exactly yeah and that i wasn't going for disempowering i just saw someone of course not that's never the idea you're just legitimately trying to help but sometimes people there are times when people shouldn't offer to help and they do and they make someone feel uh less empowered that's no good you never want to make people feel that way yeah yeah i mean i i i know when you know you should wait for a disabled person to ask for help you know i (laughs) think assume anything but she was just a shorter gal so (laughs) i think you have the judgment and emotional intelligence to read someone and make that decision so okay i wouldn't worry too much about it toby Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be, uh, trying to help, even if someone did freak out, if you were being genuine and just trying to help and they took an issue with it, who who's the real asshole in that situation? You know? For sure. So. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. <laughs> Anytime. I try. I try. Um, well, we're back. It's Tuesday again. So this is another episode of Raised by the 90s. I'm Peter Z, here with my co-host, Toby Freeze. And we covered another film this week. This week, we talked about the 1995 Adam Sandler film, Billy Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a paper-thin plot, but it <laughs> sets up some great scenes. And I think it's a riot. And I see that it's you know, got bad reviews, but I don't know how people review that with a straight face. I think it's the same reason a lot of horror films get bad reviews is because they're like, oh, well, the story sucked. And it's like, well, were you scared? That's what horror fans care about. 
And mm-hmm. this movie made me laugh my ass off. I didn't watch it for uh, great character development, but it's actually like not lacking in that department either. So, you know, I, I, I was... Here's here's one thing I'll say. I noticed on the Wikipedia page for it that one of the last lines at the top is, um, you know, despite its bad initial reception by some, a lot of people view this as his best, like, you know, in his run of Adam Sandler comedy films, the best one or one mm-hmm. of them. So what, what did you initially take away from from watching it you know when did you first see it that's a better question uh probably first saw it around maybe a year or two after it first came out it had to have been 96 and 97 yeah i was a little late to the party on the adam sandler films my dad and brother were adamant that they were stupid until i finally got to watch them and they were like filled with memes before we called them memes where people were constantly referencing his films. They were huge, Mm -hmm. you know? So I got a lot more jokes after I got the chance to watch them, you know? Gotcha. But this one always stuck out as like my favorite compared to, you know, if the other ones around the same time were what, um, you know, the water boy, little Nicky, Big Happy Daddy's Gilmore. a bit more serious. Um, mm-hmm. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, that's the one. I couldn't remember the name. Happy Gilmore is pretty funny, too, though. Um, I think this one stands out as maybe the best, but like I said, Happy Gilmore is really funny. I would need to rewatch that to uh, make a definitive judgment. But um, I found myself at the very beginning struggling a bit with... Adam Sandler's man-child antics. Uh-huh. But you're kind of supposed to hate him. So it it works. Like like the and then I eventually just found myself smiling and and eventually laughing, you know, and he he moves past that pretty quick in the film. So Yeah, for sure. I just wanted to mention something. I'll put this here at the beginning. Um I noticed that this film was directed by Tamara Davis. I had never heard of her. Have you? Uh-huh. No, I haven't. No. So I just thought it was interesting that she just so happens to have uh, directed the music video for Wild Thing by Tone Loke and song by Faith No More, Nettie's Girl by the Beastie Boys, which mm. are all, you know... All, all of those uh, actors slash bands um, have been mentioned on the podcast before. And she she also directed Half-Baked and the Mbop music video, both of which are just like quintessential 90s culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I th- that was just one, in, one interesting observation. I don't have a whole lot to say about the cast otherwise, you know. It's, you know, well... We'll talk about some of them a bit more, but th- there's not like anything else to highlight, I don't think, just yet. Yeah, no. I kind of like at the very start of the movie how it's got this fake plot set up 
like you think Billy has something really important to do right at the beginning, but then it's just nudie <laughs> magazine day. And, um, <laughs> and there is definitely some other stuff that really rang true of the 90s. Again, the credits, is not as egregious as 10 Things, but it has this font that kind of looks like Jokerman if you like took away the dots and straightened it out a bit with all these mm. goofy... Uh, little additions that look extremely dated by today's design standards but um <laughs> i, I kind of like it it took me back and oh the big thing um i legit had the movie's theme like you know the orchestra theme the very collegiate almost ivy league soundtrack Ooh, i really <laughs> like that how yeah those are well put my man well put Thanks. no but i had that song <laughs> stuck in my head and i was like dang like who would have thought you would have a song from from Billy Madison stuck in your head? I mean, there's some other songs we'll talk about from the film, but like that's I think that's an original song for the movie. So yeah, um, it's pretty good. It surprised me. So I I enjoy the opening a ton. Um, I think the thing that really sold me on watching it is when someone mentioned that Norm Macdonald's like first line is like Billy. Like, what's today and he's like october <laughs> and got uh rip norm mcdonald he was so funny every time he opens his mouth in this movie is just ridiculous <laughs> yeah completely deadpan oh yeah i love it i love uh i mean this is jumping ahead a little later in the movie but just one of his deliveries when he's like when the news story comes on about the principal accepting the bribe from Billy and Norm Macdonald <laughs> yeah, just goes, no, yeah. no, nah, nah, they could be talking about somebody else. <laughs> yeah. I, nobody even takes the time to respond yeah. to how stupid a comment it is. I love it. Yeah. He, um, uh, he's so good at those deadpan responses. Mm. He kills it every time. And, um, do you have any other, you know, just cause we're talking about him. I don't know if you have any favorite bits of his, there are tons of good ones, but like it wasn't even a bit. But when he's talking with Sarah Silverman and she's like, thanks for dressing up because he like wore sweatpants and stuff. After uh -huh. she describes her like artist collective, he goes, it sounds like a whole bunch of commie gobbledygook to me, which is just <laughs> perfect answer and totally what it sounds like. So it's so funny. And she just doesn't have an answer. It's great. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think one of my favorite yeah. Norm moments is yeah. uh, when he, uh, I forgot whose roast it was. It, I don't, I may have been Bob Sackett's roast. Ah. When uh, he came up and he just started saying jokes from like a 1950s joke book. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And no one in the crowd got it. Absolutely no one. Delivering them straight face. Yep. Yeah. Just, it's, he's, I love his, sh I loved his shtick but by the way i want to issue a correction in one of our episodes i said my uncle was my uncle is younger than my dad just okay. to clear that up thanks <laughs> thought that was important to say uh, but um like i said at the beginning the plot is just paper thin and that's obviously not the point like when i zoom out from a meta level it's like dude 
they get to put him in first grade through fifth grade, middle school, and high school. This is just like mm-hmm. setting up little skits that are going to be hilarious, and they are. The movie is just incredibly quotable and, like like I said, memeable, you know? For sure. Um, I want to bring something up now that you just said it. Your elementary school, did it only go up to fifth grade in the Midwest? Because ours on the West Coast was up to sixth grade. Yeah. Sixth it, grade was still con- considered elementary school, and seventh and eighth were middle school. Okay, and in some places, even like ninth graders were not in high school, or they had like a different school, or it would be seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. No, it was mm. it was K through five, then sixth through eighth, and then, you know, four years of high school. So you, Okay. What was your school called? A junior high or a middle school? Uh, it was intermediate school. Oh, geez. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> sounds fancy. <laughs> Can't say middle. I have to say intermediate. No, I, yeah. I went to a middle school, SMS. It was the worst of my school experiences, I think. They were fascists. I always joke. I hope I haven't said this before on here, but like they treated us like we were the absolute worst. But if any of those teachers had to teach at a Chicago public school, they would be in tears in a matter really? of moments. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't handle it. And they, they they treated us like we were those kids, but we were remarkably well-behaved. Gotcha. Anyways, um, uh, my theory is uh, at the start of the film, you notice the scarred-up groundskeeper who's like, no, Mr. Madison, there's no penguin. <laughs> my, my theory is he got all those scars from Billy's drunk golf cart antics, you know? Uh, yeah. Possibly. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think... I, as it turns out, Billy's an idiot with a heart of gold, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think he would uh, actually do that. I'm just playing around, but it's a, it's a fun little fan theory. I also feel like an old person when I watch this because, like, the first thought that came to mind is, wow, everyone's so young. Yep. <laughs> Um, so just to briefly go through it, I'm sure you all know, Billy wants to inherit his dad's hotel empire, but he can't until he comes up with this plan to repeat first through middle, yeah, first through 12th grade in a matter of, you know, two weeks each grade, which actually a lot of time passes in the film if you Mm -hmm. do the math, but, um. Like I said, it's just a perfect setup for him to be messing with little kids and then slightly less little kids and then like high schoolers. So it's, I think it works as far as a comedy plot. And Mm -hmm. when you see a lot of the gags, the the movie's totally self-aware of what it's doing. So they, they don't take it too seriously, I think. Oh, yeah. And the people writing bad reviews online shouldn't take it that seriously either. <laughs> exactly. I don't know how yeah. you don't laugh at some of these jokes. You know, they say the wor- the, the best way to ruin a joke or, or, you know, jokes are like frogs. If you dissect it, it, ruin, it ruins it, kills the frog, you know, kills the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot figure out why O'Doyle rules is funny. But it's hilarious. Yeah. And I've explained like obscure Tim and Eric humor to people, like why I find something so funny before. But he just walks up, does something mean, and says, O'Doyle rules. 
Yeah. I, I don't even know why it's <laughs> funny, but it is. I can't figure it out. I don't even get it. Um, so, and another little note about that. Um, in the short time I had to look into the film, that was one of the executive editions. Really? Yes. Whenever they tried to get Adam Sandler to change the lines, he would just say what he originally wrote, him and his partner. So it was like, how do we, you can't really fight that. He's the lead actor. So, yeah. Uh, but that was one of the gags that someone wrote in and they knew it would be funny and it, it became a, a total meme. And I can't explain why it's funny. There's not even like setup and payoff except the guy. <laughs> I think it's the end. repetition. Yeah, that must be it. Yeah. You, you, maybe the first time you're like, huh. And then when it just keeps happening, you're like, what is going on? And then when it goes completely overboard where they just, their car slips on a banana peel and they drive off of a cliff. <laughs> I did notice that there's not just one setup shot. They they randomly just show when someone's driving that the banana peel is still there in the middle of the movie. <laughs> But that's getting ahead of ourselves. We should probably get into one of the, you know, bigger aspects of the film is the fact that he's trying to woo one of these teachers, too. Mm -hmm. So um, I'll just start at the beginning. I did notice that when he first walks up, it appears like she gives him a bit of a coy look and a bit of an up and down, like the initial attractions there uh -huh. before he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm here for first grade. Gotcha. <laughs> that kind of that kind of kills the attraction, I think. But I think it's yeah. a, a little subtle setup that she's like, "Oh, I am into this dude." Oh wait, he's an idiot. He has a lot to prove, <laughs> you know. And then the the things that he does, like I guess this is going backwards now, but the things he does before getting into school, my friends and I just always like the the flaming bag of poo scene. It's just so funny with uh, old man Nelson. Yeah, <laughs> he called the shit poop. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the one of the greatest lines, and, and also Judas Priest, Barbara. Like, I'm gonna start using that. There's a couple things I'm gonna start using from this, like when he calls someone sideburns. <laughs> to be fair, pe people could have been calling me that in high school, but um, no, um, you got the sideburns. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had some sideburns. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, me too. I just literally didn't know where it was appropriate to stop shaving. So I, <laughs> I just had big ones until someone told me, they're like, you got really big sideburns. And I was like, I do? <laughs> oh, I guess I'll sha shave them. Are they cool? I don't know. I'm insecure. Um, no. <laughs> but um, the uh, just just the, the that whole poo scene and you know don't tell me what to do devil woman <laughs> this one's out of control call the fire department <laughs> so funny and it just oh man i would love to be uh getting into that nonsense but you know you you, you can't do that anymore either you know no yeah uh, you'll get like i don't even know what kind of i mean i don't even know what kind of charges you'll get these uh, days well i remember that like I never did this one personally, but I knew some people that did the poop dollar, 
you'd put yeah poop on a dollar and 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 wait for someone to pick it up and they'd be all grossed out and like apparently people have been charged with like sexual harassment for that and stuff which yeah that seems about right doesn't Uh, surprise me it is a little messed up that's why i wouldn't do it but like certain pranks shouldn't be taken that seriously dude did you do any pranks this is a perfect episode for it where when you uh no, I didn't. I, I think the worst thing I did was ding dong ditch. Okay, that was like our mo. But but yeah, because it's harmless. You well, waste two minutes of someone's time. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Did you just ding dong ditch, or did you have it to the point where you'd be like hitting up your friend saying three D, and they knew that that meant ding dong ditching like the same person twenty times, driving them crazy. Like we we no. were a bit nefarious sometimes. <laughs> no, ours is all spur of the moment. It was like, hey, you just want to kind of ring some random doorbells? Uh, yeah, ours was planned. There was intent. But no, that was an exaggeration. We were never that bad. We did create some enemies, though. So, like, mm. people who would literally exit their house and chase us, which is really fun. Mm. Or or when we were laying on... <laughs> we were laying on the lawn once and a guy came running out and he's like this old dude in a tank top and he's like what do you kids think you're doing my buddy got up and roared like a dinosaur at him and then we all took off (laughs) it was the funniest thing ever at the time um that's the type of stuff that i think uh uh, billy madison would find funny so that's why i share it you know i was 11 or 12 so yeah give me a break listener (laughs) But um, yeah, I was that kid in your lawn causing trouble. So sorry. <laughs> um, no, um, of course, the first couple grades are a lot of fun because they set up a lot more of the movie. Like the beginning has, you know, it, it starts slow and then it picks up the pace as far as the grades go. Mm-hmm. And um, Miss Libby is pretty funny. Uh, yeah. she, she's pretty out there. When I watched her, that's kind of what I, along with like the opening and the, the soundtrack, when I watched people like her act, it looked like everyone was just having a lot of fun. Yeah. And this movie is so, it's the opposite of postmodern. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, it's, it doesn't have an ounce of cynicism in it, you know? And um, that was so refreshing to me who is so used to the cynical take or that everything's morally gray, you know, it was, I thought that was in the same way you said last time. And it's a comedy. So you laugh and, but it is also a bit uplifting and hopeful, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, but back to what I was saying, you know, it starts off slow in the grades um, for a film with so many kid actors not leads or anything. They they certainly don't mess up the movie at all. They provide no. They add to it. Yeah, they provide <laughs> some of the funniest scenes. Yeah, like Scotty and his snot mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I really applaud them on either their casting or just the performance of the kids. You know, um, his his buddy. What's his What's his buddy in third grade's name? Er, Ernie. Yeah, Ernie. Ernie. Yeah. Ernie actually uh he made a post on Reddit like really? I think it was this year or last year and of course he's all grown up now. Um 
And like it, it didn't even have to do with Billy Madison or something. Maybe a twinge I don't remember. But someone was like, "Wait, are you Ernie from Billy Madison?" And he's like, "Yeah." People figured it out that it was him somehow. Yeah, like I think maybe he, uh, maybe he did post a picture of like behind the scenes or oh. something. Yeah, but people were just like, "Wait, so you're just Ernie?" <laughs> oh. he seemed like a cool guy though. So. Yeah, no, I. It, it's good to hear that it, it, being a child actor didn't ruin his life or anything. Um, well, I don't think he did anything else. So. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I think he stayed away from acting. Yeah. With the kids, you know, like the pudding kid, he's just so <laughs> adorable, and he has this perfect pudding mustache, looks hilarious, yeah. <laughs> just nods with these big grin, face, mouth full of pudding. Hilarious. And um yeah, like you said, the the scene with the uh MILF. Like that's what I'm saying. The movie's pretty self aware. She you know, she's daddy's in prison. He's gone for a long time. You know, like they they they're obviously playing on, you know, tropes of the past and stuff. Yeah. And then, and then right after that, I think, is when they have um who's the conniving guy? Uh, Eric. Eric. Yeah, they have Eric doing like a Bond esque speech or Bond villain esque speech while like toying with a mouse. You know. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's pretty self aware. I don't think they were trying to be serious, and people might have taken it too seriously. Um, well, that's just that's just people sucking the fun out of stuff, dude. Like, there's certain people I can't watch movies with or even discuss any type of entertainment with because they just suck the fun out of it. <laughs> I can be a bit of a hater, but it's usually because I'm hating on shit that sucks. I mean, what can I say? Yeah, I there's a have... difference between having an opinion and just sucking the fun out of something. Yeah, so. <laughs> and I, it sometimes it takes a bit more effort to put on my, uh, you know, fun time hat when you're willing to look past the, the problems and just have a fun time, um, you know. I I think we had to do that for blank check to give it a a fair shake, you know, but um, we obviously still went to town on its problems, but it's like, yeah, don't be a hater. There's plenty of comics out there where people, you know, it ends up with someone yelling like, stop having fun just because someone enjoys something. So (laughs) when I was growing up, all of my peers thought it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. So if that was the audience it was going for, it was an overwhelming success. And I for still, sure. like I said, I was like preemptively laughing at jokes before it even, before when the kid was reading and stuttering, I'm busting out laughing before he even says, today, Junior. It's so funny. And like so many memorable lines. Yeah. Yeah, can we roll back one grade? Because uh, second oh, yeah. grade is only is only the one scene with the uh, spelling bee. Okay. Or the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. spelling exercise. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> just the best part is like, uh, do you want to go to the mall later is what I was asking. <laughs> and the second grade teacher's just response was, no, Mr. Madison, I do not want to go to the mall. <laughs> I, I, I really like after he goes, you know, like, might as well give it to her. She looks up and is super bitter. Like, this is yeah. this, this competition is important to her. You know, it's just funny. He's he's warring with second graders is great. And yeah, that which is kind of like the uh, uh, emotional core of the film is that he is 
for better or worse, a man child and it um he fits in really well with these kids and he learns yeah. how to um throughout the course of the film how to like be a bit of a big brother to them or how how to show them what's up and and you know covers for Ernie and you, you know he starts by pelting him with dodgeballs but <laughs> by the end he's come around so yeah for sure i i just noticed that well, I had kind of forgotten how the villain plot worked. That, like, you know, Eric had a, a Janny on the inside, you know. And, um, <laughs> that guy was hilarious. I never really, like, paid him much thought when I watched it as a kid. Uh, but watching it, no, the janitor. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, but, I I pretty much enjoy all the characters. They all have some wacky quirk. Yeah. The, what, Juanita is at the or what, Yeah. Yeah, she's <laughs> she, a, she was always my favorite. She <laughs> she's one of the earliest characters in the film that like subverts your expectations. You think she's like super sweetheart caring, but turns mm-hmm. out to be just wacky. <laughs> Yeah, you want yeah. me to take my shirt off for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, or, and I love how they set up things and just throw it away so quick. Like he's gonna stop going and ditch school, and she's like, "You can help me shave my armpits." And he's like, "Go to school," <laughs> and it, it, yeah, that plan's over. Like I love it. Um, how about the? Um, here's a quick question. What do you think? Did the note in class come from Billy? It's pretty sophisticated writing. You know, when the teacher confiscates the note. That's a good question. What does he say? We have the privilege of living. I can't even speak, but <laughs> he gets the note and it says stuff like, uh, I would walk my fat ass out into traffic. <laughs> now, did, he, he looks a little satisfied at the end, but it's certainly like they show the chain coming from the opposite direction. Yeah. Did you ever get in trouble for anything like that? Uh, No. I, I mean, I was I was the quiet one in school, as I alluded to. That's what you mentioned. Yeah. I didn't I didn't think <laughs> so. Yeah, I I didn't either. I only had one class that I passed notes in. And it was just because the teacher blatantly didn't care that me and my best <laughs> friend were sitting next to each other, passing pages of notes to each other. So yeah, that, that was cool. Um, we did that. I did that in sixth grade. Um, but. We had this weird rotation in sixth grade where we went to other teachers' classrooms for history. Okay. And, like, it lasted maybe two months, and we had four different sixth grade teachers at our school, so... They are trying it out on you? Something like that. Uh, but I remember passing notes in that regard, but we never got caught, so... <laughs> right on. Very cool. Yeah, I never got the point of, like, reading it in front of the class, like, it's that's kind of how I always thought it would go is it would backfire. And like the kid has a, his face in his hands, but he just received <laughs> it. So he didn't write it, obviously. Why would yeah, he care? Exactly. Like he just was the one to get caught. Um, I don't know. So um, following that, I just noticed this time that there's a Cars song, um, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, I'm not one, like, you know, the band, the Cars just what uh-huh. i needed and stuff i'm a huge fan of the cars yeah, same here. they're you know some proto-punk new wave stuff good good shit go listen to the first album of the cars if you haven't that's awesome um yeah i'm not huge on movies that cash in on like 
nostalgia and or popular mm-hmm. songs, but I think this film's uh soundtrack like I said, I already complimented the original score, but um, I can't think of a better song than ABC for like a school montage. Yeah, and where he's <laughs> clearly passing through the grades quickly. And as I said, you know, they accelerate through a lot of those grades and and bring him into high school. Um, one of the more memorable scenes was the sloppy Joe woman, and yeah. I I actually just realized what that is like a reference to what um it's his old song lunch lady land oh do you yeah. remember okay. is you know sloppy joe sloppy yeah. sloppy joe <laughs> that whole thing so i'm i'm pretty sure that's a reference but besides the point you know she's hilarious that mm-hmm. i made him extra sloppy for him for you <laughs> like, super funny just there's so many stupid things that just work and i think a lot of people probably need to just you know laugh a little because it is hilarious you know even people who might not think all of it's hilarious if you don't think the line um if pee in your pants is cool consider me miles davis (laughs) isn't funny you're you need to work on your sense of humor and stop maybe drink less caffeine maybe i don't know (laughs) Um, I'm trying to do that, but that doesn't stop me from I'm laughing. doing the opposite, Peter. Drinking more. <laughs> I'm drinking more caffeine. <laughs> I have, you, you could like, you could build a pyramid of two liters out of the, the, the dew I have. Diet mm-hmm. Mountain Dew. So, you know, that I think it's uh, time. I think it's time. Um, <laughs> no, um, th- there's also just lots of other little details and jokes that I never noticed before. They 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 never let jokes just disappear. It seems because even when Eric throws his stapler, they just kind of yeah. cut away. Like oh, end of the gag. <laughs> Wait, was it a stapler I, or I a TV know. remote? It's something to do enough to put her in a coma, which is what they mention in the next scene. Like you think <laughs> it's going to be gone, and like not only that, yeah. Eric's secretary is in a coma. <laughs> it's like ah, uh. <laughs> which is again going back to the O'Doyle thing. I think the. The the repetition in the humor was kind of like almost the main thing in the movie, you know? Yeah. Because it's kind of with the the repetition in the parties as well. Because um, I'm pretty sure Eric even says, is he going to have one of these stupid parties every time he graduates a grade? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, the the party scenes were my favorite in the movie. If only for the all the nice treats. In what way? Uh, like the cotton candy and like oh, all that's, the snack uh, packs he gets. <laughs> I do love that the one kid uh, hits the pinata and he's like, Rolex, you know? <laughs> yeah. That would be pretty cool. Um, no, uh, there are other things I missed before uh, as well. Like, you know, there's a Godfather part two reference that's not at all subtle, but like, <laughs> you don't get that as a middle schooler or whatever, however old I was when I first saw it. Not even. Mm-hmm. So um, I I noticed Wait, what's that. the reference? Um, after, it's expo- the, after the teacher is exposed and forced to lie, he, um, he kisses uh, Eric on the mouth. Oh, he goes, yeah. The I know it was you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And um, so, you know, that I thought that was funny. And um, 
What was the other one? Or no, was it during the... Maybe we should talk about the decathlon. Yeah, yeah, it's during the decathlon. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, did you have any thoughts on that? I noticed a couple goofy things there. Uh, no, I just remember uh, when Eric fell over getting leading up to the decathlon and his testicles get exposed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was just a, besides besides the uh, the trivia or the well yeah the, the Jeopardy the ending game. is pretty memorable. No, there's a couple mm-hmm. good jokes um, in there. For one, why is a race like a foot race part of an academic decathlon? Yeah, but, I never got the whole decathlon thing. Well, <laughs> it, I mean, it seems like a saving throw from Billy, and his dad goes for it. And okay. Eric could probably just like call the right lawyers and be like, what is, no, you signed a contract. He gets the <laughs> company, but it's a, you need to have the movie happen. And, um, no, uh, like when they're baking and, um, first it shows, uh, Eric's pie on fire and it cuts to Billy laughing and then it cuts back and he's just completely on fire. It's so yeah. funny. <laughs> But yeah, it's um that ending scene though is 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 pretty it's pretty memorable. A lot a lot happens. Yeah, it comes there. out of left field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I did not see that coming, but um mm-hmm. I mean, w- w- let's not beat around the bush. You know, they have the two questions and uh Billy's hoping rightfully so that a question about business ethics will trap uh uh, Eric, after he gives his <laughs> ridiculous answer and uh, gets uh, gets shouted down in a a, a way where a, a, a simple no would have been fine. <laughs> and that guy's so funny, just with his uh, with his wife, his distaste for his wife. Yeah, her. her <laughs> well, apparently, uh, she's she's quite a tramp and is sleeping around mm-hmm. and is cheating on him. So I, I can understand. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Yeah, so it looks like he he needs to sort that out. But um, no, there is. It's not like it's a complete. Deus Ex Machina, there is a bit of setup. It's not, Mm -hmm. you know, it's comedy Adam Sandler movie logic. But I did have to look into that scene because I saw those names when when, when Billy calls Steve Buscemi to make up for his uh, past bullying mistakes. When uh, Steve Buscemi goes and crosses out the names, I paused and looked at the names and... Okay. They looked like I don't know if you've ever seen that meme where a, a Japanese person made up names for Americans and they're just hilarious. It's from an old <laughs> video game. That's what it looked like, but apparently that's like crew names and stuff. They just okay. have some weird names. So, uh, but I know I knew those didn't mean nothing, you know. So I had to look into that. Yeah. But yeah. So then, what happens with Steve? With Steve Buscemi? Yeah. This is you know back. Back when he was still like the the go to character actor, I don't know the character's name. Where does he kind of come into it later in the picture? So he he comes and saves Billy from being shot by Eric. <laughs> yeah, Eric kind of flips out, even though Eric may have had a point that um, Billy wasn't fit to run the company. 
well, we'll we'll touch on that again at the ending. I think Billy was right that uh, Eric wasn't fit to run the company either. You know? Yep. <laughs> and it, exactly. It is a bit weird with a whole gun in a school, but it's not like it's like a school school. It's still weird, but whatever. You know, I didn't <laughs> think too much about it and getting watch. He survives getting shot, you know. So yeah, he's fine. But um, yeah, Steve. Steve is the one that takes him out with a what looks like a high caliber rifle, or something. And um, Billy's thankful he he called that guy. So yeah, no, I that definitely took me way by surprise the first time I saw it. And um, there's a couple hopeful things though. Like um, before that, I before we touch on the very ending, uh, the song kind of comes out of nowhere like this is a uh-huh. comedy movie and then they're all doing this stuff and the kids are doing gymnastics and uh <laughs> i for one will never question why a woman is wearing a dirndl like when they put uh veronica in a you know that the german outfit that she's wearing yeah it, yeah that those things rule so i will never question it <laughs> even though it's like the Oktoberfest. yeah uh, special. exactly exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every, why yeah should i even question why she was wearing that <laughs> well th- that's i i wouldn't in the first place but also no you shouldn't in this case um i think you know mm. it ends with do you have any more gum yeah <laughs> and I, I don't know what that means unless it's commentary on how like I used to use that shit as social currency in high school, like uh-huh. guaranteed way to start a conversation. Like, oh, you know, you need a piece of gum, or if people are asking, you just want some some points with them, you know. So, I don't mm-hmm. know, but um, maybe it's just like a school joke, or maybe it's meant to be totally out of place. I don't know. Um, a- after the song and after the competition, we get to the very ending, and um. Uh, I was a little surprised watching it this time. What do you think of the very ending scene? The, the ending scene was when he graduates. Yes, and he's or, well. He's speaking at his home, I believe, uh-huh. and they're you know um, they're talking about passing the company over and what Billy really decides to do. So yeah, so when he hands the company over to Carl and steps down, Carl definitely deserved it. Yeah, uh, well, Carl's like the most down-to-earth, subdued person, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's hard to doubt his motives. He could be underhanded, but he's so genuine. Yeah, I don't think he's underhanded at all. <laughs> well, except when he totally cock-blocks uh, Billy, but he, that is important news, so. Yeah, uh, I mean, he did offer Eric those Triscuits. That he, I, I was going to say <laughs> Triscuits or naming another br- specific brand of cracker is like comedy gold and, and triscuits <laughs> especially like yeah no that's good stuff um the big thing i noticed is that you know th- this is adam sandler this is a brain dead stupid film right but mm-hmm. he goes uh you know hooray for learning hooray for school <laughs> and i'm going to i'm going to give the company over like he determined of his own volition he's not fit to run the company. And uh-huh. after becoming a bit of a big brother figure for these kids, he realizes, I want to work with kids and become a teacher. And I'm, I'm going to college. So clearly a stupid film with no message to offer 
And it's not like the main character says hooray for school. Just, you know, a little bit of a, a backhanded cynicism there for the Adam Sandler haters. They didn't watch that part. But um, no, uh, then the very ending is like, first of all, that's kind of like the song for the film. But I didn't know what it was. I feel like we have this happen almost every episode where I'm, Figuring out some unsolved mystery. Uh-huh. I only knew one other Billy Squire song, and it's uh, Lonely yeah. is the Night, which is about as mm-hmm. close to Led Zeppelin without being Led Zeppelin there is, I think. Yeah. Um, but I, I would have never deciphered the lyrics are stroke me, stroke me, nor like my brain just doesn't go right to that. Uh-huh. But I obviously known this song for ages. And putting that to rest with the captions on was like, thank God, because that is a cool guitar yeah. riff and, and, <laughs> and stuff. So I, I was happy with that. And overall, the soundtrack, not too much nostalgia baiting a little bit. But um, like I said, they fit the scenes they were in. And, uh, you know, Renegade plays when he goes against the original plan and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Any last thoughts, man? No, just, you know, stay here. Stay here as long as you can. <laughs> Don't you ever say that. The poor kid's <laughs> face, it was just already kind of <laughs> messed up and so crinkled. No, he's absolutely right, though. High school was pretty uh, pretty rough. As f- I mean, it's weird. Little kids can be brutally honest, but I didn't have mm-hmm. a lot for kids to pick on me for. Middle school was rough for me. I didn't fit in very well. But then high school was pretty gotcha. easy because, you know, like I mentioned last time, I'd been a wrestler for, you know, 10 years at that time and I was pretty built. And it was like, okay, I can work with this, you know. For sure. Middle school was not like that. I was a nerd. It was the opposite for me. <laughs> middle school, I was all right. Oh, middle school was cool for you? Yeah, I just kept my mouth shut. Well, middle school was all right. And then high school, I was just like, I hate all of this. <laughs> Well, I couldn't wait to get out, that's for sure, but it was still, um, you kind of get to come into your own in high school and be more of yourself, and you begin driving and taking more autonomy. People, not only are you starting to resemble an adult, other adults are starting to treat you like one. So it's 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 Ooh. definitely a different feeling than middle school, where you're, they're still tr- controlling you as a preteen. So, I don't know. School sucks either way. I'm glad I'm not in it ever again. Um, I love learning, (laughs) but school's not the way to do it. Let me tell you. So next week, we're going to be moving away from movies again. And we're going to be checking out one of the very iconic video game series named after an iconic 90s star, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Now, did you skateboard in real life, Toby? Yeah, it was my go-to activity as a child. You were big on that. I thought so. Yeah, huge. I quit baseball so I could do hood rat skateboard stuff with my friends. Oh, I admire that. Hood rat stuff with your <laughs> friends is the best. You know, I'm all about that. Um, very cool. So we will, you can school me on some of the, I mean, they they push the bounds of reality pretty clearly, but you can mm-hmm. school me on uh, uh, what's real and, and what's not so real in these games. And I played the crap out of them with multiple friends and my brother so we'll have uh we'll have a lot of experiences to share 
For sure. All right. Be sure to check in with us next week where we will be covering the Tony Hawk Pro Skater Series. Be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, like and subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Twitter at RaisedByThe90s, and thank you for listening. See you later. Later.